0: Three guys you never heard of. Discover that the J's are actually hard.
1: Jojo. Instead of like. Yo yo. You yo-yo. knew that. I thought it was yo
0: yo. No,
2: you should. <laughs> Rubit.
0: Rubit. Rubit. Three guys you've never heard of hide people in their attics. Mm hmm. That's good. That's a good one. Three guys
2: you never heard of hide them attics. Guys you never heard of are addicts. That's of movies. Okay. We're addicts. Okay, yeah, sure. Addicted. Sure. <laughs> you give us our intro, uh, Dave?
1: Yeah, guys, welcome to Three Guys You've Never Heard of, the paradoxically titled podcast where uh, we all talk about movies. Sometimes we agree, sometimes we disagree, and we always have a good time. No beards? Three beards, three opinions,
2: one podcast thousands of you for sure i'm scott i'm duran and i'm david and this week we're talking about jojo rabbit jojo rabbit jojo rabbit before we do that though um for how do you do's i would like to know uh what animal you wouldn't kill that would then become your nickname it's great how do you do Scott? so you could have like dave dave wolf i've already got mine it's dave dave scott Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate this. Uh, I was waiting for I one mean,
0: of you to go
1: there. <laughs> oh, you don't have to wait very long. Um, no, let's think about that. The obvious one for me is a dog or a wolf. Yes, for me. Right off the bat. But the why this is such a good how you do is because there's also, it has to make a good nickname, right? So you have to find mm-hmm. that. You have to find the middle part of the Venn diagram here, mm-hmm. right?
2: So let me think some more. Yeah. I'm thinking Dur Dur for Duran. Oh, you weren't just going to go Duran Duran?
0: <laughs> no. That's
2: what I was waiting
0: for, for you guys to do.
2: Oh, to be fair, well, I, I thought about that on the spot. And I didn't well, think about any Durand, of it. It'd
1: be Duran Duran Wolf for sure because of their hit song. Yep. Hungry Like a
0: Wolf. You can be original. You can be your own. I mean, man. My name is Duran, so if we're doing the double name thing. No,
2: but we said it's Dave Dave. Yeah, Dave Dave. Let's Go 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 Sco. sco. I don't yeah. know.
0: Could be Dur Dur. Yeah, it's cute. Uh, I'm trying to think of, like, what's the animal that's just above what I'd be willing to kill? Oh, okay. You know, like, if you were ranking, like, animals from, like, easiest to kill to, like, just into, nope, I couldn't kill it, what is that animal? And Some sort of marmot, maybe? mm, Yeah, probably a marmot, right? I I think I I could... Kill a squirrel. I would kill a fish and a squirrel.
2: Yeah, I'd kill a mouse. Yeah. Yeah. I've killed mouse. Not with my hands. I would. Inadvertently. I'd kill a sheep. Wow. Would you shoot a pig? Yep. Would you shoot a cat? Is it grown? It's like a three year old cat. Is that a grown cat? cat Catman?
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You'd shoot Ah! a cat? I think we found Dave Dave Cat. Dang
1: it. Dave Dave
0: Cat. Dave Dave Cat.
1: No. Let's make it like Dave Dave Kitty. Dave Dave Kitty. Yeah. Because it has to have the nickname in there too, right? Well,
2: Rabbit's not a nickname. You're right. It'd, um, it'd be like Bunny if it was like Jojo, right. Bunny. Jojo
1: Bunny. Jojo Bunny. You're right. Uh, also, Jojo
2: Rabbit is a really good name. It's a great name. I
0: mean, it's so much yeah, better than... Dave than... Dave
1: Cat is way worse than Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Dave Dave Kitty. Dave Dave Kitty. Hmm. I'm going to go with, you know what, Dave Dave Goose. I would not kill a goose, and it's also a great name. And it's also just a weird thing that would happen to me. Like, someone would be like, do you have to kill this goose? And I'd be like, why is this a thing? I
2: don't
0: even know. Do you have
2: one? No. <laughs> I Like I said, I I would, without my bare hands, I would definitely be fine killing a mouse, because I hate mice. I would be fine killing a squirrel, right, in terms of, like, I set a trap and a squirrel dies. Could you kill a raccoon? With my hands? Oh, man. That'd be well I thought we could they're shoot. Fighters. I thought we can shoot here. Well we're being willy nilly. Okay. Willy nilly. Yeah, with a knife. No. Okay. I don't think I could kill a mouse with a knife. I, I mean don't I ran after
0: some raccoons with a shovel. If what I was your intent if to you, kill?
2: If okay. All
1: right.
0: So, <laughs> so transit raccoon. Dur- 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 is Dur- out. It's out, man. It doesn't count. Because oh, he would have killed, true, true, killed the him. next But
1: raccoons Dur- a gr- that sounds like
0: an orc leader. Derdercoon. Maybe I'll stick with that. Chieftain Derdercoon. Maybe I wouldn't (laughs) be able to kill them. Maybe that would be the line. That sounds like I'd corner them in my backyard, and they would be looking at me with their little trash panda eyes, and I wouldn't be able to do it. Dude, the riders, the
1: riders of Jungle Book were like, "Is it Shere Khan or Derdercoon?" They went with Shere Khan, but Derdercoon was second place. That's how cool that name is.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I is, I don't think I can kill an animal with a spine Um, with my hands. Skosko. Anything goes. Yeah, go Existence. Uh, so we're talking about Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, A movie labeled as comedy drama war. <laughs> war. Comedy drama war. Which I think that's apt.
1: I Honestly, the yeah, only other wars. movie in the history that should be labeled that, Small Soldiers.
2: I don't think I know that movie.
0: You don't know Small Soldiers?
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, that right. movie's iconic to it my childhood. It is iconic to my childhood too. That one and The Indian in the Cupboard.
2: Yep. Yeah. Is it actually
1: comedy? Uh, yes, yeah, comedy. Okay. Small soldiers for uh, sure. Yeah. And for sure drama. Yeah. And for sure war. It's all about war. <laughs> yeah. Is it
0: like army men? Yes, yeah, small... Uh, not army men that you would think of, Yeah, but like... Uh, toys the sides yeah. of Phasma in the corner. Yeah. yeah. Come to life. Yes, Phasma does watch over our recordings. Yep. Yep. She's actually not looking in our direction, though.
2: Uh, it's true. She's, she's, of- she's averting her gaze. Yeah, she's averting her gaze. Um, <clears throat> released the eighth of November. Maybe it was a little willy nilly about when it was released. We couldn't but see it until very recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Today is the twentieth. 20th? 20th? Yeah, twentieth. 20th. And I watched it this last weekend. I watched it yesterday. And Dave, you watched it this what, last weekend too. Two days and ago? I saw it Monday. Monday. Yeah, I saw it on Monday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Directed by. Taika, Taika, no, I mean, it's Taika. Not Taika. Taika, Taika,
0: watidi Yep. Taika Watiti, Taika Watiti. We gotta get
2: someone's name wrong. It's Taika Watiti. Oh, we'll get there, Scott. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who's known for what? For Ragnarok, Lumpen. for the Wilder People. What's the Wilder People? Have like? you of seen Hunt for the Wilder yes. People? Yes, no,
1: it's great. I think Scott would like Hunt for the Wilder I People. I think you would.
0: Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's got it. kind of peanut butter falcon vibes. Yeah. Yep. 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 PBF
1: okay. vibes for sure. Uh, so Taika Waititi got to start with Sharkboy and, uh, no, I forget the name of it. It's Sharkboy and something. And the entire movie is set in a costume party where the guy's a shark and she's a... It sounds like a lobster. Something. Oh, uh, something. Didn't
0: he write Fantastic. In, and do a lot of work on Flight Out of the Conchords? Uh, he's, oh, yes, he's connected, with oh, yeah. so he's connected with Flight Out of the Concords. Yeah. Okay. And then did, uh, that Vi- vampire movie. Right, him. He's in it. Yeah, he is in it, but he did not direct it. Okay. Yep. Well, he was involved. Yes, he
2: was. So. Uh, We Dwell in the Shadows or something like that. Uh, based on a novel by Christine Lunens. 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 Yeah. Lunens. Lunin's. Lunins. Uh, I assume neither of you have read the book. No, I didn't know there was one. Yeah, Duran said that this was based on a book, and I said, "Oh, that's interesting. I didn't yep. know that. I didn't know. I have not read the book." And uh, Taika Waititi doing the screenplay for it. Great. All right. Cast. Roman Griffin Davis. Plays Jojo. Jojo. Does Uh, a really good job for (sighs) a 10-year-old. I was going to say, how old do you think he was?
0: 13. Are there mice
1: in here? Dave.
2: So, Uh, yeah, he's obviously a little bit older than he's playing. I think he's an older kid who looks like a little kid. Yeah. Yeah. I I think he did good, too. I was impressed. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He's cute. Uh... Thomason McKenzie playing Elsa. Played Elsa. And then uh Scarlett. Johansson. Yep. She plays Rosie. Rosie the the mom of yep. Yo Yo.
0: And then Taika himself plays Adolf. Not Adolf necessarily Hitler. Just Adolf. Adolf. Yep. Just Adolf. Uh Sam Rockwell's in this.
1: Yep. He plays uh Mr. Clensendorf. Yep. Mr. Yep. Rebel Wilson uh, plays Rebel Wilson. I mean, Fräulein Rom. Fräulein. Yeah. Alfie Allen is in this? Yeah, man. What I Came was, back from the dead. What else is it. Alfie Allen in? I John Wick, Game Star of Thrones. John Wick. Game of oh, Thrones. Oh,
2: yeah, that's right. That's right, okay. I have John only watched Thrones. a little bit of Game of Thrones. Yeah, He yeah.
0: plays... He's one of the brothers from Stark? He's not a Stark. He's like an adopted brother. He's basically. adopted.
1: He's a steward. He was also steward. the guy that killed John Wick's dog.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh,
2: Archie Yates plays Yorkie. That's an important one. I did like him, even though you guys don't like his German accent. I thought he brought a certain...
1: Englishness to his German accent?
2: Innocence to the film. I oh, know what you look okay. like when you were a little Whoa, boy. Pause Basically. here. Nice. More, not, more like when I was a teenager. When not, I was a little boy, I was super cute. When you were a teenager, you look like When I was a teenager, Yorkie. I was super round. Do not mistake my critique of his accent for my critique of his being... Like the scene where he walks up with the uniform, and they're like, "This is paper." He's like, "Yeah, I know." Every scene with him.
1: <laughs> Let's talk it's
2: about it later. It's good. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes: the critic score is a seventy-nine percent. The audience score is a ninety-six. Astounding ninety-six. Huge. Yeah.
0: The biggest than, ninety-six.
2: Bigger
1: I've than seen. most 96s I've seen. Yeah. Um, IMDb is an eight point one
2: out of ten metacritic is a 58 which is interesting comparing that to the the rotten tomatoes right that means that people didn't like it as much as right we've talked about this in the past that mm-hmm. if rotten tomatoes is an up or down vote mm-hmm. whereas metacritic is a scaled scaled vote yep right that means that people liked it they probably didn't like it as much as mm-hmm. yeah but a solid a on cinema score mm-hmm. which matches the audience from mm-hmm. rotten tomatoes
0: mm-hmm. Uh, the budget for this movie was $14 million. As of November 19th, the movie has made $14.1 million. Slide in. $100,000 in
1: profit. Pure profit. Pure profit. <laughs> Pure profit. <laughs> That's
2: exactly I'm what su- the
0: stakeholders want to sure hear. They're all, yeah, everyone who's got money in this movie is stoked. Um, great, guys. You're doing thumbs? Doing thumbs?
2: Yep.
0: I mean, I feel like no matter what I think about the movie coming into our thumbs, I never quite know what I
2: want to do. Done, done, done. I want to dun, dun. Dun. I dun, I just figure dun, it out dun, uh, as we get. In a moment. Yeah. Three, two, one. Did you? Is that. Yeah, this is my thumb. Oh. <laughs> my three, two, one was. Three, two, one, go. 3-2-1. two, one. We've got
0: two middles and an up. You guess who next time. Next
1: time on, on three, guys, three, you never heard of <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, It's time for the Pokey Wrap.
1: I gave it an up thumb. My name's David, and I'm right. <laughs> and. <laughs> I'm also wrong. Why'd you like it? What was your favorite part? My favorite part was... The butterfly? <laughs> that was maybe my least favorite part. No, actually it wasn't. I was indifferent towards the butterflies. Um, favorite part was the... How Much It Made Me Laugh. Yeah. Yep. I loved how much I laughed. I liked how it was shot, even though it was sometimes a blatant ripoff of Wes Anderson.
2: And well, Yeah, but Wes Anderson's blatantly ripping off... other people but it's a
1: very yeah it it was yes it was a recycled style Mm -hmm. but it was done well Uh, I liked a lot of the um, story beats Uh, I thought that was a little long I thought it drug in the middle a little bit Uh, and
2: I liked the ending a lot yeah. Um, As in, like the immediate ending of them, like dancing on the street. Yep, okay. yep.
1: I like that. I like that it was a good place to leave it off. Yeah. Um. And I liked. I liked a lot of the performances. Um. I did not like some of the performances, and then I also liked the I like the characters. Uh, I thought for child actors, they did a fantastic job. How do
2: you think? Uh, so you didn't to like Austin the adult has, actors?
1: Uh, Austin? Oh, I think she's probably twenty. Okay. Uh, I think that Roman I think Duran hit it on the head maybe 13 okay um, and uh, you didn't like Scarlett Johansson's acting nope I like Scarlett Johansson I like you Tyga. didn't like Sam Rockwell's acting nope love Sam Rockwell you didn't like
2: Waititi's? I
1: um I like most of it the only person I didn't like was Rebel Wilson why because she was just Rebel Wilson yeah uh, but that's what they wanted yeah it exactly it was wanted. right and that's great and that they, they went for it I just maybe I disagreed on the stylistic choice or his choice to do that but Uh, I liked Alfie Allen. I liked everyone except for Rebel Wilson. I just don't like Rebel Wilson. Um, Because that's exactly what they wanted. They wanted Rebel to be Rebel, and that works for a lot of people. It doesn't work for me. I don't like Rebel Wilson. I liked her when she put the bag of peas on her back in Bridesmaids, and they all fell off on the kitchen floor. That's the only time I've ever liked Rebel Wilson. Um, I don't have opinions about (laughs) it, I don't think. Yeah, I thought that overall, the movie, like, I had a great time at the theater. And I thought that the story was great. There's a few critiques I've got, which we can get into. Yeah, but overall, I was like, yeah, I like that movie. My thumb up.
2: Uh, I walked into the movie late. I thought the movie started at eleven forty-five, and it actually started eleven thirty-five. And for some reason, the theater I went to didn't have like previews at all. It was weird. Anyway, I walked in the point from the like trailer where. Uh, Finkel, Alfie throws the knife at the tree and it stabs him in the That's leg. That's the
1: first scene you saw.
2: Yeah, what happened before that? I love the opening. I'm sorry that you missed the. Well, opening. it was kind of like a montage, like going into it, but like I figured it was just like Nazi camp montage. Mm-hmm.
0: No, they he it starts with him at home, mm-hmm. getting oh, getting okay. ready
2: to leave for camp. Okay, mm-hmm. and then
0: the like opening of being at camp. Sam Rockwell is amazing. Yeah, okay. it's, it's that's Sam part, That might be scene. one of my
2: favorite parts of the whole movie. Okay. yeah, because yeah, I thought he played kind of a passive role the rest of the movie after that point, which makes sense. It was a big. It was
1: his. a big kind of set the stage for what yeah. he was. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Um, my my overall feelings. I, I have a hard time with comedy. I especially have a hard time with comedy that's not necessarily trying to be funny. Like I feel the same way I felt about like Napoleon Dynamite that. Some of the things I think were supposed to be funny, and I didn't necessarily get those cues. I don't necessarily know if that just means I wasn't paying attention to it being funny or not. But there were some things I thought the penis joke was hilarious, yeah. given like the cultural context of uh, JoJo being like terrified of Jewish people and circumcision. I was just like, "That's yeah, I really smart writing. Like, I think that's intelligent. It was a good joke. Um, and some other things I thought were amusing. But overall, one of my one of my big kind of things about the movie was that it took wild swings of emotion like that scene where his mom dies mm-hmm. not really dies the scene where he finds his mom yeah. was very jarring for me in a way that i didn't it, it pulled me out of enjoying the movie and it was very disjoint for me and i was kind of like "Ooh, i don't i was having a good time and this isn't great anymore for me which is just weird
0: yeah it was a. Uh, this movie was you know wrapped in, you know, a preview of comedy, mm-hmm. like Takahata plays Hitler, and is this boy's imagining a friend as yeah. Hitler, which and which I
2: think he was funny, right? Like I think in yeah. terms of, like comedic elements, I think that was, but yeah. Funny. But then you get
0: into it, and it's it's a movie about Germans during World War II who don't like the Nazi Party mm-hmm. and who are actively fighting against them from within the country. And who are getting caught and being hung in public for it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, even the first scene where where Rosie and JoJo see the town square with the people, I was like, oh, this is dark.
0: And it's, I think it's rough because at that point, you probably just assume they're Jewish people. Mm-hmm. That's what I assumed. Yeah, it's, it's not until yeah. later that you realize that, no, those are just people that are anti-war. No, mm-hmm.
1: oh, I thought it was, I from the get-go, I thought it was people who were aiding Jews, Germans who were aiding oh, Jews. Oh,
2: yeah. Well, part of the problem, and I actually like this style choice, is that they didn't provide any context other than, sorry, they didn't provide direct translation of any of the text, right? All the text had to be contextual, and so the first scene, you see the tag on the leg that yeah. said something, and it turned out that that was what his mom was passing yeah, around yeah what, what Rosie was passing around as well and that's also what was on her leg right yeah and so, so I'm just curious and it feels like it was I've also felt that ambiguity in terms of like I don't necessarily know who these people they killed are yeah and and I also get that they're showing it from Jojo's perspective even though it's not entirely a directly Jojo narrative movie but at the same time they're not yeah they could have had other narrative arcs that I that. yeah
0: I don't think that's a reason why I would why i dislike the movie but it is something where as i was walking away from it i just you know i too was pulled out at that Mm -hmm. point and i it don't know if i'm ever going to think of this movie as like a taika watiti comedy yeah so in that sense yeah i don't know if i would ever really classify this movie as a comedy
2: yeah it seems like a war movie that has some funny parts and if you get too caught up in the it's, funny parts, you yeah. forget that it's a war movie. And
0: It's almost, yeah, it's like a World War II movie that Taika Waititi made. Yeah. Right? So you're like, oh, it's going to be kind of witty and quirky because Taika Waititi's is involved. But it's still
2: about World War II
0: and all mm-hmm.
2: that that is. Well, because, Dave, do you watch Band Brothers? I know Dread and I. Right? Band Brothers has some humorous moments. But it ostensibly is a war movie. Right? It's about the things that go on in war. And so it has some really intense scenes and it has some really intense themes, but ultimately like the comedy is secondary, whereas this seemed a lot more like it was still a war movie that was dealing with those heavy themes, but it also had pretty irreverent comedy with it.
0: Yeah. And so, you guys didn't like that. I, I think think it's one of those. So I
1: thought it was really cool. That
0: was one of my favorite dynamics. I didn't know what to think about it. Yeah. I think I'm still unsure on it. Like I don't, I don't. I think it's a good movie. I th- I would, if someone asked me, was it good, I would say yes, but it's probably not what you think it is. I think that's true, yeah. Because um, when I came home, and this is what I kind of started talking about before we started recording, when I came home and Liz asked how it was, I told her, I don't, I think you made the right decision because I don't think you would have liked it. And when she asked why, I started briefly describing the plot, at least leading up to, Oh, and then he finds his mom being hung in the town square. And she said, what? And I said,
2: yeah. Because uh, on the way down, so I, I saw this movie on a road trip with some students. It doesn't really matter. But on the way down, we were talking about other movies and someone brought up Hot Fuzz. Which then got me thinking about this movie in context with Hot Fuzz, right? Hot Fuzz being a genre film that's making fun of the genre film while still being a good genre film, right? Like it's Do You like Hot Fuzz? Yeah. Yeah. I, like I, Fuzz. I only like Hot Fuzz in retrospect. I didn't like it the first time I watched it. Hot Fuzz it. is kind of a similar st- thing. Well, yeah, that's what I mean, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, there's no seriousness in Hot Fuzz, right? None none of the elements you take as like true tragedy, right? Mm-hmm. Someone gets like a a giant rock from a church thrown on them and they get splatted, right? Like I don't take that as serious bodily harm i take that as comedic bodily harm right but in this like his mom dying isn't funny no it's not there's there's zero comedic elements of his mom being killed and that just gutted why the tone for me
1: why can't a movie be both like i thought like so the movie is about a fanatic hitler youth in germany mm-hmm. and the dynamic of a sympathetic to jewish to jews mom hiding a jew he's 10 Being brainwashed from the beginning. Yeah,
2: but I think you can have that story and have it be funny without the realism of the tragedy.
0: Oh, I think think it's... I I love the realism of the tragedy, and I love... Sorry, I was just going to say, it's a really interesting take on a World War II movie in the sense that I don't know, after watching this, I don't know if you can get more into what was going on in Germany during you know the nineteen forties, forties, and have it just be a comedy because I feel like this was an attempt at that, and it was they still were like no, we still have to like. I exp- well, I don't think
2: it was just a comedy. Do you guys think though that the uh, *Inglorious Bastards* is a comedy? No, I wouldn't call it a comedy. It has comedic elements. So, would you say it's more of a comedy or less of a comedy than this? I think it was less of a less. comedy than this. Okay, would you say it's more or less of a drama than this? I, I,
1: I, I'm not quite sure where you're going. I don't know about that. No, the just drama.
2: I'm curious, right? Because I think that's another movie that treated World War II with an, with irreverence. Mm-hmm. But at the same, time... I don't think it treated movie,
1: World War II with irreverence. No, no, I'm, I'm thinking, saying
2: it treated comedy with irreverence. Oh, gotcha. That's what I mean, right? Gotcha. Yeah. Like I think it's fine to have this this amusing thing that we saw in the trailer of an imaginary friend being Hitler, right? Like we can that's that's uh, comedic at its face value that you could have a fanatical child yep. who doesn't know right from wrong because they're still growing. Yep. And their embodiment of what the like ideal is, is Hitler. And it's a funny Hitler too, right? Like That's, mm. I think, another thing that makes it comedic is that you have this impersonation, this caricature of Hitler who's being a mentor kind of to the youth, right? That's all great. That's all funny. But I think you can still have that comedy and you can still have that interplay between us in 2019 looking yeah. at that and being like that is kind of scary this child who is so brainwashed into thinking that jewish people live in caves and right and there's all the right they his, hang from their his feet yoo-hoo. yeah they yeah, sleep right? like that's all funny until all of a sudden you you slap a right a, a meaningful death inside of that and i don't think that meaningful death progresses the comedy in any way no I don't think Nor so. do I think it tried to, but no. I'm just saying, like, what is the point of the movie then?
1: So here's what I thought. And here's why I appreciated it. And I've collected my thoughts a little bit
2: better
1: now. 10-year-old um, brain. Mm-hmm. And it's a Taika Waititi movie, so the way he writes dialogue and the way he writes, so the whole structure of that w- those all those witticisms is throughout, right? Mm-hmm. So 10 year old brain. I am a Nazi. This is what it is. This is what it means. All of that stuff is in a ten-year-old scope of things, right? But then, as he starts to, as his, as the, the, real-life implications of what his beliefs followed through, mean start to surround him, right? Yeah. Like my, one of my favorite montages was when he goes out and he's seen all these acts, all this act of war, right? And he's just like taking it all in like, what is this? And like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, he's a very scared. Boy, from it, and I think that the start of that is when his mom is hanging. He finds that right, and so the movie is about him and his uh, idea of what it means to be a Nazi, idolizing Hitler. He's his friend, all that stuff, and then he finds his personal connection with the Jew. He,
2: I mean, what's and he what's uh, with Elsa. Yep, she has a name. Yep, with the Jew, with uh, Elsa. Jewish people, uh, Jewish,
0: Jewish person.
1: Um, right, that kind of pierces that veil. Um, his. Right and then
0: <laughs> Sorry And
1: then and then the, the realities of war and Nazism start to pummel literally pummel him over the head, right, with the death of his mom, the all the act of war, all that stuff, and by the end, when he literally kicks Adolf out of the window, it's kind of his transformation from this is what I think it means to be a Nazi to oh this is a reality of what this all is like crashing down on this ten year old kid, which Happened, I'm sure, all, to a lot of people. Maybe yeah. just, maybe you know. And the fact that it was done with a comedic twist and kind of showed that progression from I'm out of this boyish fantasy of what that all means and now this is the, like, real-life tragic, like, happenings to him and he's kind of grown out of that and still has that connection with Elsa. And that's why I like the ending so much is, like, hey, I'm out of that. I kicked... Unicorn eating Hitler out the window, and
2: one well, even has that moment too that he's afraid of losing her if she thinks that the war. Is so he won lies, her. right, and so yeah. Germany
1: wins, and then at the end, it's just like, "What do you do now?" And they just dance. I thought that progression was poignant, and that's why the balance of the comedy and then the jarring death and the war scene where
0: he's just taking it all in—that's why I liked it. If think, that made sense. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Because I. I think that if this story was told without the comedy and without the Taika Waititi elements to it, it would just be another like Oscar bait World War Two movie. So in that sense, I'm I'm super glad they didn't that this movie wasn't made that way, mm-hmm. and I greatly appreciate that it you know it took a subject like it did like World War Two and Germans trying to fight against war and you know dying being hung in public because of it it took like very serious subject matter and said no we're gonna tell this story but we're gonna tell it in a way that is going to kind of make light of a lot of situations surrounding that because at the end of the day like comedy some a lot of comedy is just based on absurdness mm-hmm. and what was going on at that time was just absurd
1: mm-hmm. real quick
0: house eyes
2: yeah, I don't know what she when his
1: I when his okay. First off, two things: the foreshadow thing I said. Yeah. You saw so many shots of her shoes yep. dancing. Yeah. yeah. And then the shoes. I thought it was a great little tie. Oh in. yeah,
2: I immediately knew it was her. Yep. Yeah.
1: Great little tie. Second thing. Well, It's not um, just
2: right. It's also the tying of the shoes, right? Mm-hmm. It's,
1: yep. yeah And then I, that broke my heart when he he saw it was untied. He tried to tie it, and he didn't know how. Uh-huh. Even though she tried to teach him. That I love that, that, but I like sad things. Um, and then immediately. When he was hugging her legs, it, it it panned to the different houses with the windows, and all the windows were two, and they looked like eyes, and the houses were watching.
0: Yeah. It was like... It was... I think it was... I just wasn't paying that close attention. I was oh, more it, it paying was,
2: close attention to the, the mom.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was like a metaphor... It showed two or three for houses. ...for, like, Germany's watching this happen. Like, yeah. er, the people of Germany are watching and this happen. And yeah. indifference. Indifference. Yeah. Because the houses were just... Yeah. You know, yeah. So, house eyes. I did, that's the first thing I thought was, oh, it's, yeah, it's eyes.
2: Yeah. Still even, like, listening you say through, like, walking through all that, that still sounds like a movie I would like. I just don't think that was this movie. Hmm. Just, again, because, like, I, I just hear you, you describe this movie where we have this conflicted boy who is then confronted with the reality of his context, um, and how that's very... Uh, real from the standpoint that, like, that happened, there were people who mm-hmm. had to transition from being brainwashed from this regime, cultural order, whatever you want to call it, right? And then transition into not that life. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you say, Oh, yeah, and it has an imaginary Hitler that's a caricature, and I'm like, Oh, that doesn't that's incongruent, right? That's like two different things to me, and I just don't, both in retrospect and when I was watching it, I didn't feel as though it was meshed in a way mm-hmm. that. Aided each other. It
0: was, yeah, it's tricky because they were taking so many serious elements Mm. and making them so comedic, right? Like when the, what is it, the Gustavo shows up and does the house search, Yeah. like that whole thing, that whole montage is just like ripped from like a 60s comedy, Mm -hmm. you know, of just like these guys all showing up and and they're kind of like cheery and dumb type yeah. of thing and all their interactions feel like scripted and, and it's interesting because I, I think back to just how i act
1: in my own life mm-hmm. and in very serious conversations i always do this and my friends and loved ones get mad at me because i'll make the most insane like humorous metaphors to illustrate a point in a very serious moment and like that's just a, something i always do so maybe i mean it's just maybe my point being yeah, I, but, maybe
2: that I'm more predispositioned
1: to enjoy that in of, a movie.
2: None of the seriousness that was met with comedy. Right? Because I even think back to Hot Fuzz or Shaun of the Dead, if you want to think about it that way. Right? Shaun of the Dead's comedy is in the fact that they approach these absurd and potentially serious interactions in ways that are humorous. Mm-hmm. Right? None, Nothing about the seriousness of this movie was comedic. Mm-mm. Like, it was almost a few removed. few
1: of maybe the war things, but with like
2: Rebel. Yeah, and with with yeah. uh with
1: Captain Klesendorf, I love that scene where he like stripped his jacket and started. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I was like, "Hey, way, way to go, Sam!"
2: Yeah, I mean that's. But again, like that, I don't think that's the main thrust of the comedy of the movie. Because again, like most of that last montage, where like everything is going to crap, is not funny. So then it's very serious. If
1: there was a change of more comedy infused throughout those moments, would you have appreciated it more?
2: I don't know. I think if they would have made it more absurdist, yeah. But because they made it 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 again, to me it just felt as a an incro- incongruence that like we were having fun until something happened and then all of a sudden it became not. Yeah, that and they were hard. not having fun anymore. Like, like think like, about that opening montage in the in the Nazi summer camp where you have like the knife throwing, right? And you have the the trying to catch the flag and you have all that stuff which is all done in a very humorous way but you immediately have him blown to
1: bits by the grenade and that's a very real but in, in well, a, a comedic know. way that's no, what I'm absolutely saying. But, but then there's but the, the scene
0: of the two older boys basically telling him like you need to kill this creature with your bare hands yeah there's and that there's that they like that borders on the same yeah. kind of seriousness where you're like this was funny
1: yeah, so I mean, no, so point funny. point being, point being, if you look at it that way and you also look at the very real consequence of being blown up by a grenade, mm-hmm. right it kind of like sets the stage for hey, there's this is still real life. <laughs> And things yeah, are coming kinda, down. Yeah, like, this is Hitler. This like is Nazi whole, Germany. The
2: whole grenade thing, though, was done as a foil. I don't think that's the greatest, the greatest no, example. No. no. Of, my of point, them doing my that.
1: point being, yeah. the entire time I was watching this, I knew it was like Hitler Youth in Germany. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, and this. Yes, I didn't I wanna, know if it was going to be satire the entire time. I to shift
2: gears because I think this is also interesting. Uh, so, David kind of laid out this, this map for how the movie's working, but I, I still think. I'm not sure what the point of the movie was. And let me be clear, right? We watched through Art of Self-Defense, and at no point in Art of Self-Defense did the filmmakers tell us this is about toxic masculinity. And we watched through Peanut Butter Falcon, and at no point, well, we kind of subtly got it, but at no point did we get, like, this is a movie about identity. Right? So what is this movie about? Is it about the radicalization of youth? Because I don't think that's what it's about. I think it's about growing up.
0: Yeah, I think it's about...
1: They have no. to do that.
0: Could it be? Could it be just? They a didn't resolve st- that.
1: If that was the case, no, then they the, didn't like. The main character definitely had an arc, right? It could just be a story about this boy and his experience with his mom in Germany, and he mom died. Jew like,
2: it could just be a story, right? Yeah. Sure, but then what? Uh, hmm. I guess I guess it's one of those things then of like, is Aquaman then just a story?
1: No, no, I mean. What's your point about Jojo Rabbit?
0: No, my my point is like the the point is Scott appreciates movies that have a meaning to them, yes, and uh, doesn't appreciate movies Mm -hmm. that don't that lack meaning as much.
2: Well, especially I don't like movies that certainly (sighs) are guised in that, right? That are shrouded in this idea that we're having some metaphor that this is some alternate meaning other than just telling a story of a boy who has an imaginary Hitler, right? Like I I. I find it hard to see what that larger metaphor is and what that larger point is. I mean, it could just be about. And it could be
0: specifically about, um, like Hitler Youth, or even just German citizens at the time, and commenting on kind of what they went through. Because how many World War II movies are there, or World War II era movies are there that are just that are talking about yeah, what true. it was like to be a German in Germany at that time. Yeah, and so that's true. this film does that. It does it in a very absurd comedic fashion, but it does do that, and I think that's what I enjoyed most about the film is that it was it was a movie about Germ- Germany under Nazi rule, and it showed well, it showed several different sides of that.
2: Yeah, that's that's fair too, because I think that you couldn't tell that story without doing it in an absurd comedic way, right? I think, I think it helps because I, yeah. Um, If you were to flip it, and we just made a war drama movie that was about a radicalized Hitler youth, that's a pretty heavy movie. That's super heavy. Yeah. I don't think you want to watch that. No.
0: Yeah. But I think that's my big takeaway. Um, That's a conversation that I had with Liz after I talked her through the plot was, man, there were people in Germany, even post-World War II, there were Germans that still thought... Well, yeah, Hitler did a lot of good mm-hmm. for us. Like, yeah. up until the day they died, there were lots of Germans who were like, well, yeah, Germany's the greatest, and Hitler did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. But these are also people that were, you know, grew up in an era where he was the guy telling them, he was the guy who pulled them out of a recession. Mm-hmm. He was the guy talking to them on television and on the radio. And they didn't know all the bad things that happened mm-hmm. because it's not like Germany was bragging about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I was. My big thing was what. When you ask what the movie's about, what Mm -hmm. answer would. What answer would service as. Right? Because you could say. The movie. Like. You could name things that the movie was about. Well, I was thinking. Like. For JoJo Rabbit. The. The movie could be about. Right? Innocence. That boy. JoJo. I have (laughs) this. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That Nazi, um, that Nazi Jojo, and if and, and if and if I tell my mom you'll cut off my Nazi head. Uh, first off, great work on the accent, Jojo. Um, the right innocence in this hotbed of this context that he doesn't understand of just real icky stuff. Like he's living and, in the, and this the transition stuff. as he's
2: learning about that yeah. through that. Like that's what the movie was about to me. Yeah, I guess... Okay, but if we go down that route, they don't ever resolve any of those things.
1: Go down that rabbit hole? Um, (laughs) Thank you. What do you mean they
2: don't resolve those things? He's 10. Okay, but what I'm getting at is at the end of the movie, he still uh, has not come to a deeper understanding of Elsa... I think, he he's t- I, think he's, I think he has. I think he's on the way, though. And I, I think you tell he's on the way. I that's think he's that's fine. No, no, that's fine. But that's like the beginning of the arc, right? That's not the conclusion yeah. of that arc. That is the like, oh, we've seen him be in this very narrow mindset. And then but all I of think of a, a lot of movies do end, that.
0: I think it's huge A lot of to,
2: movies open the door and don't walk you through it.
1: Yeah. I also think it's huge for him to kick unicorn devouring Hitler out the
2: window I, that was one of my least favorite scenes in the movie yeah, I, didn't was like just like I didn't like excessively it excessively forced I didn't like it like either
0: well I actually really appreciated that That I think that's the scene where Taika gets his most Hitlery. y yeah like he starts yeah. yelling at in him in the kitchen he was Hitler-y it
2: was in the, the kitchen right before, the swell he of the music is yeah yeah um, but and I also like the touch of when Taika comes back in that scene he has a bullet wound in his head yeah yeah, because real Hitler a edible. Yeah, yeah anyway. Yeah, I but uh, I, he, but, I just, but like my my thing is like if that's if that's the story is of Jojo coming to a deeper understanding of the people around him. They they hinted at it, sure, but the movie wasn't really about that. That was like a backdrop, maybe. What was the foreground of it then? His mom dying, right? Like they didn't deal with his mom dying in any other way than what are we gonna do now.
1: Yeah, I don't
2: know. I think it's.
0: I'm just gonna circle back to what I said before. I think it's a movie that it shows where someone starts and Mm -hmm. it shows them taking the first step in in a new direction. Yep. And it doesn't. It doesn't resolve it because you're right. It doesn't at any point because it's realistically, what are the two of them gonna do now? Because they have no adult. Mm -hmm. She has no documentation. Well, we don't know how
2: old she is. Yeah, we don't. Know anything about her? Yeah, I mean, if she was like engaged, we would assume she's at least middle to older teenager, seventeen, maybe.
1: I mean, like, I was rooting for him. I wanted her to love him back so oh, bad. I did not. Part of me <laughs> so did, bad. but then
2: part of me was like, he's ten. I also did really enjoy the the notes that he found. Yeah, air quotes found. Yeah, me
1: and fake Nathan.
2: Well, he was still <laughs> talking about it. Um, but yeah,
0: no, I think it's. I think this is a point that I think you bring up like a lot, them. and I think that it will be interesting to look at this as we continue watching movies. Mm-hmm. As is this a movie that re- had a you know a resolution and had a meaning to it,
2: or is this a movie that opened a door and said mm-hmm. you fill in the rest? Yeah, and I I think where I c- like why I care about that question so much and why I focus on it so much is I think that they could do something really interesting with it. And part of why I felt like I didn't like the movie as much as I felt that either that wasn't a thing or that wasn't shown to me, yeah. right? Because they they could have done something with that that could have been different. And I don't know. That's fine. Like I, this is this is an ongoing an ongoing thing between Gwen and I that like not every movie has to have a point. And I kind of disagree, but that's okay, right?
0: I feel like that's an ongoing thing on this podcast, too.
2: Uh, Did you guys have expectations going into this movie? Speaking of ongoing themes of the podcast.
1: Uh, The only expectations I had was uh, witty dialogue. Taika Waititi-isms. And they had them.
0: The trailer had a little Nazi boy with a Hitler... Imaginary friend. Yeah, I had expectations going into this movie. None of those expectations were that the little boy's mom was gonna get hung for being anti war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I the same with me and I loved it. <laughs> um I think
1: I'm serious. The War's serious great.
0: tones hit harder because of it. Yeah, I thought it was great. Which if you were a fan of like serious tones being dropped in to like a, a fun movie like that, then yeah. I think why I'm a middle thumb on this one is because it was it caught me so off guard that if I had known that was going to be a part of it at all, I'd probably like
2: the movie more. Okay, That's weird. So if you had had more expectation going in, right? Someone would have told you like, oh, so it you gets wanted
1: heavy. The, you wanted the whole movie spoiled. Well, not spoiled. No, no I know, I know. but but at least some foreshadowing. I don't know. I love the fact that I thought it was going to be super goofy throughout, and then when it was actually pretty serious. Uh, I loved it. I thought that it was a pivot. It was, absolutely was a pivot when the mom died and was a jarring pivot, but I thought it worked well and my experience was um, a positive one through that ex- through that pivot.
2: There was definitely like an eight year old kid in the theater that I was watching it with. I was like, oof. Oh, yeah. When he, when he said,
1: fuck you, Hitler.
2: I was like, yeah. I mean, you're you know? allowed one or you're allowed two in PG 13. One or two Fs. But I'm thinking of like a conversation back to uh, Shazam of how that tonal shift was unexpected. Yeah, I don't necessarily think for Shazam it ruined the movie. No, what tonal shift? The, like whole, like the, like the, whole like the whole like demon. Oh thing. yeah,
0: demons literally tearing people apart and yeah. eating them. Yep. Yeah. That was different,
2: though. I, I agree it's different, right? But it's a similar shift of like, oh, this is a fun, jokey movie. And then all of a sudden, oh, it's not anymore. And I think this movie uses it for a different reason than Shazam did. So I'm not trying to draw that equation. But more just, yeah, yeah, it's a hard tack in yeah. the middle of a movie you think otherwise is a fun movie.
0: It's the type of thing where if there is an eight-year-old in your theater, you think, ooh, that's...
1: See, I, I, love, I love when movies upend expectations, though. Like, Yeah, yeah that's fine. fine. Yeah. And, and I, that's all I, I said that's weird, because when you said what you said, I immediately thought like... I don't want to have my experience
0: mapped out for the most part and that fills in the details. I'd rather go in and be like, what's going to happen? And that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm talking like... Because for the most part, and I think this is true of a lot of movies that we've reviewed, when we don't have any or very few expectations, we tend to review the movies higher mm-hmm. as a group. And well, so and I, think I definitely... Yeah, yeah, I definitely prefer to have little to no expectations for a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a difference between having like little to no expectations and and then going into a movie and it you know being its own being great and going into a movie and having it do things that you're just like not prepared for it to do. So I'm trying to think of the trailer if it edited in a
1: few of those scenes of him looking around at the war carnage around him. Well no, cuz those scenes are also
2: absurd. Well no, comedy. but I'm just
1: saying like how I'm just trying to play this out, right? So if the trailer had been changed oh, a little
2: bit. I think it's the other way around. I think that. I, I think I agree with you, Dave, yeah. in that, like, how could they have given hints towards that? Yeah, I was going to say, well, what I kind of trailer sh- would have set the tone? I don't think you do yeah, I it Yeah, I don't think you do it that way. I think it's more you don't do the hard shift in tone. This is. This is gotcha, it, yeah. Right, as a side, right? And I know we've already bagged on Dave's water hint, right? That's also one of the things we didn't like about Aquaman, was that they did a weird shift in the middle to, like, a. Like a road trip movie, yeah, right? a like romance it, road trip movie. Yeah, yeah, like it was a tonal shift from a superhero action movie to a and, romance road trip, right? And yeah. that was just jarring.
0: And I'm not. I feel like the the conversation is is all about the tonal shift with his mom dying, and it's. I'm not saying that it was bad or that it shouldn't have happened. I'm saying that it pulled me out of the movie. Yeah, for better or for worse. It, it definitely oh, made man. me sit back and go oh it wow, made me dive is... into Jojo even more because I was like
1: that's poor little freaking boy
0: yeah oh I think that's the point I think that's what they were trying to do yeah um
1: maybe I just believed in jojo too much and you guys were looking at it as a movie the whole time I thought jojo was real maybe
0: yeah um any other topics of the movie because we've
2: We've we've beaten written that one. this one, yeah. into the ground. Not really. That was For one me. of the things that I wasn't really a really huge fan of. Was that it? Like, I don't think there was much more to it than that. Like yeah. I, I don't think it was that deep of a. I'm actually, story. when that happened, I was kind of like,
0: "Oh, well, now I know what we're going to talk about." Yeah, because if it had just been an absurd, like I thought that you guys were going to like it.
1: I left that movie. I was like finally, thank goodness, a no movie we can all agree on. <laughs> I was like, "Man, I'm so excited to talk with him. It's No Widows, man. It's No Widows. Uh, uh, no, it's No Widows. Very different than Widows. Yeah. I'd watch this movie before I watch Widows again. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'd watch
2: Widows. I'd watch I'd Widows watch... again.
0: I'd watch this one um, I'd watch this one before I watch So Widows that's again. another reason and I'm getting I've done this with a few movies now where I've given them a middle thumb or a down thumb and it's Big reason being, I don't know if I'll ever watch this movie again.
2: Yeah. Dave, you said you thought it was a little slow. I also agree with yeah, in that. Yeah, the middle at drug. Middle to middle end at drug. I thought the general like tone of it was fine, but for the same reason, I don't think I'd want to watch it again.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'd want to watch it again, um, just because since it was such a jarring kind of squish together of tones, which I completely acknowledge, and I it worked for me, I it would be fun to go in there and deconstruct and see what little aspects of certain scenes would tie certain things together again. Maybe maybe we're missing some of the fine stitching yeah, that ties that together. Fair. I you mean, the, the
2: fact that you guys pointed out the house size and I didn't even notice that, right? That's worth watching again. Yeah. If they're going to be doing that level of uh, <laughs> subtext and that level of yeah. Sim- symbology. Nope. yeah, Symbology, that's a quote
1: from Boondock Saints. Yeah. Um, the... I love the scene when they're down by the river and it's the staircase Uh dominates, and they were in In the the corner. Yeah, Yeah. so there's a
2: lot of cool little shots that I really liked. So I think the only other thing I would say to the question of like, what else do you want to talk about? Who is this movie made for? And this is getting a little into our recommendations of like, I don't think my parents would like this movie because I think my dad would see it as a war movie, but he wouldn't get the whole comedy (laughs) thing, and my mom wouldn't like it because it's not realistic.
1: Uh, I think both my parents would like it.
2: Yeah. Um, I think it's made
1: for a similar crowd to. Um, I I don't know actually to answer your question I think a Taika Waititi fan would like it. Yeah, but who's a Taika Waititi fan?
2: I mean, like we have Thor Ragnarok is his only like major. What we
1: do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows, people hunt that like wilder, those movies, hunt, hunt for the wilder people, hunt for the wilder people. Uh, very similar, I think that Taika is. I'll you I'll need this. to watch Hunt for I'll the, the Wilder People. That's
2: fine. I will watch it. What I'm getting at is like I think that before Thor Ragnarok, uh, Taiko Waititi was not a mainstream name.
1: No, I think that. Did you guys see the interview about this movie? No. Where they're like, "Hey, Taika Waititi, like, why did you make this movie?" He's like, "Well, I have a lot of ideas for movies, and most of them don't get picked up, and someone picked this one up, so we made it. I was pretty excited." That's literally kind of, and then he dives into it. I turned the interview off it's not as,
2: that. It's not as douchebaggy as the last movie we talked about.
1: <laughs> no, you're right. Um, the, uh, uh, what was I going to say? Who's, Who's this board? movie for? It, yeah. It's kind of a, it has the makings of a cult-ish, uh, similar feel to. Oh
0: man, don't, let's not get back into cult movies again.
1: No, 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 but what I'm saying is it's more
0: niche. It's much more niche. Right, low budget,
2: kind of artsy, kind of off the wall. Hold up,
0: again. That's not. I don't want to get. I don't think that's what makes a cult film a cult film. Okay,
2: but going with the fact that I said cult, let me take what David said and run with it for a sec. Ren, you said it kind of felt like a Wes Anderson ripoff in the sense of. I didn't. I said that. I'm sorry. Some of the shots. Excuse me. Some of the shots were (laughs) Wes Anderson Anderson esque. Like it feels though when you were talking about fans of Taika Titi that fits into fans of Wes Anderson in that there's Mm -hmm. a certain aesthetic, there's a certain style. Mm -hmm. Um, not necessarily a visual aesthetic, but a certain story and dialogue aesthetic. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, so, like, if it's trying to build into that wheelhouse, okay.
1: Yeah, that's that's kind of that describes what I was trying to say better than
2: yeah. I did. Because I'm also thinking about okay, well, we've talked about M. Night Shyamalan a lot, right? Like, he also has a certain style and aesthetic that he's trying to go for. Yeah. And so then the question would be: For like Glass, was Glass targeted towards his main demographic, or was it not? in my question which I think you've answered is yes this movie is targeted towards his people. Whereas yeah. like Thor Ragnarok is obviously not targeted just for Taika Waititi fans. Mm-hmm. Thor Ragnarok yeah. is targeted for mass market. Mm-hmm.
0: I think you can make an argument that this film
2: applies to the current state of our country politically. See this is why I asked the question what does it mean and I don't think it does.
0: But I'm not saying that's what it's about. Yeah. But I am drawing a connection that
2: it's relevant.
1: Mm. I think uh, Duran's a closet up them. I
2: feel as though we could dig deeper into this, but I think we skipped over it. Right? Because I think if you're saying that like it has some relevance to now, I would argue then it's trying to say something about now. Um, I don't think that it necessarily... I think that the things
0: that it's trying to say about now are what David is hit on. about. It's a movie about a young person who doesn't fully understand the world around them. And has to go through hardships in order to begin to do so.
2: I just smiled at the end, guys. But my issue, yeah, my issue is that the that we don't ever see any of that. That's fair, right? And, and that's you, that can
0: totally be your issue.
2: Well, but I feel that like for it to apply to now, you have to have a resolution of that. I don't think you do. Is
0: it here's because I would
2: I would I would
0: argue that if people just took a step back. Mm-hmm. And looked at their current situation Mm -hmm. and reevaluated it. We'd all be in a slightly better place. Yeah. As a society.
2: Yeah. Is it okay? You don't
0: have to have the end goal, everyone get here. It's just open the door and look outside.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Is it okay to like this movie? Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Why wouldn't it be, As opposed to my last stand where I said it's not okay to like Joker. (laughs) Is it okay that this film was made? Yeah, well, that's my question. My question Um, is like, is it... I and I think to Duran's point, like I think is it's a it well wrong made... to like this movie. No, no, no. I, yeah. I think what? I said K. Few. Yeah, no. I, I think what Duran said of like, I think it's a good movie. I think, yeah, I just don't think I liked it. Yeah,
1: and I that's think the thing. So I, that's uh, this is an interesting point, right? So a lot of this conversation has been around story and plot, and in my yeah, eyes, true. when I see a movie, when I see a movie, and this is this, this is from the heart literally half of my enjoyment comes from the... Haunters. Haunters. From the haunters. And then the other half is split into two halves. (laughs) And so a quarter of it is plot and story and character. And the other quarter is execution of the craft. Yeah. Right? Which I really, 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 really like. Yeah. And
0: that's why you and I liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as much as we did. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And why I wasn't this big of a fan of it, because I thought it was kind of bland. And so what was the point? My... Yeah. I I think, though, that even in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, there's a deeper... Thing there, when you start considering like the unreliable narrator, and you start thinking about like how do we think about ourselves, right? Because if even in hindsight, if we think about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as someone today recounting their life, right? Imagine if that's coming from the standpoint of a has been who is like telling a story to their grandkid about how awesome they were in the prime of their life, right? Like that's at least a thing, right? That's like a a, a thing that we can get deeper into, a thing that we can talk about in terms of uh, how we see ourselves in better light than we are.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> but my issue is, I've like been thinking all <laughs> week about what the point of this movie was, and I don't know what it was. But we don't have to keep talking about
0: that. I think there's a lot of movies that are just made.
2: I loved its whimsy. Because the director, the creator,
0: wanted to make it.
2: Yeah. This can be our podcast episode that we don't have to get into. What? right? What? I I think that That's that a is a dubious, <laughs> a dutyist It's podicast. a duteist, a dutyist <laughs> uh topic. topic. Um, Godzilla, man. We can we can sidestep this Godzilla. for a moment. Godzilla. I don't Lasagna. think it's necessarily worth diving into right now. John Wick. It's a just longer. Conversation. Lasagna. That's part of why I don't like John Wick. I shouldn't say I don't like the first John Wick. It's the first John Wick is a beautiful movie. Here's here's the thing: I don't, I don't think the first John Wick is a poorly made movie. I don't think the first John Wick isn't an entertaining movie. I just don't think it's a very good movie for me.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's why you're on the podcast, Scott. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: Well, because if it was, if it was just D and D's movie review podcast MRP, we would be like. Hell yeah, John Wick's a great movie. Go watch it, everybody. <laughs> everybody watch J Dub. There's um, no reason not to. And to, then there'd be you out there listening, going, "There's like a guys, list here of why you shouldn't." Necessarily but that's also why I'm on the podcast.
2: To your, to your question though, David, like, is this a movie that should be made? And I think yeah. I, for all the reasons you like it, I think that's fine, and I don't think it's a poorly made movie. I, I I enjoyed it. I didn't like walk out of the theater thinking like I want my money back. Yeah, like I did. Walking out with Joker Yeah Recommendations Okay so I you I Yeah, I Yeah th- I think I don't think my parents Would like it
0: You don't think your parents Would like it I, uh, I think my mom Would really like it Yeah Cause I think that it's It's good parts comedy Good parts Emotional Torture I don't know uh, Not torture But emotional assault I will say mm-hmm. And she Goes for those That's who this movie's made for It's your mom my mom, my dad would probably watch it and think that it was
2: quirky, whimsy. Yeah, whimsy.
0: Uh, I think both
1: my parents would like it.
2: Uh, d- who would we recommend this to that aren't our parents? Right, like yeah. obviously Tyco TV fans, but like Teico d- fans. fans. Um, did Maddie like it? Maddie did like it. Okay, yeah. Maddie,
1: uh, if, same complaint. Drug a little bit. liked the ending.
0: Laughed. Um
1: yeah, she liked it. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I think you could argue that if if someone enjoyed the trailer that they'll probably Maddie enjoy just, the movie. And to address that, Maddie's like
1: yes or no. That's how she judges movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it.
2: No. Yeah, she's not engaging deeper.
1: Uh she is, but she like doesn't expound upon it. Yeah. I like, should go a little bit, but yeah.
2: yeah. Well I think that might be in that audience score too. Right, or the people who wanted to go watch it. Again, it's a limited release, so it's not like it's trying to reach everyone.
0: That's yeah. Right. So I think pe- we've run into that before. Yeah. Where limited releases have had kind of unfair audience scores, and it's because yeah, the people who were making the effort to find yeah. and watch this movie want to see it. Yeah.
2: They're gonna enjoy it. Yeah. Cool. Other other media. Other media I got mine this week for the first time in a long time. What is your other media? Scott? Guys, what month is it? November. Remember, remember the 5th of November. I watched it on the 5th of November. Did you? I watched it on the 6th because it was game night and there were new people. I thought you were
1: going to have it on.
2: I wanted to, but there were new people and I didn't want to be a You're jerk. the reason
1: I watched it on the 5th of November. I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah,
2: I watched it with Maddie. Right, I snapped mean, you guys. We're talking about View for Vendetta. Yeah, I don't think you snapped me. It, I think it might be one of my actual favorite movies. Like if you take out my obsession with Star Wars, uh, I think it's it resonates a lot with me in terms of well, it also like was very formative when I watched it in terms of like how old I was and it was like right at that point where I was like starting to think deeper about what my worldview was and it just I think it had a big impact on how I view things. And even thinking about like what is the point of the movie, right? The whole point is personified in the fact that the main actor is wearing a mask. Right, like they're they're the filmmakers are so in your face about what the point of the movie is that they make fun of it during the film in the first opening scene with who are you and he says well I love that's a weird we question uh, that's a weird question to ask someone Man who's wearing a mask, mask yeah. right like
1: uh, what's your uh, what's your recommendation Durant
0: um I was thinking about this and I didn't. I kept going, coming back to the same thing. I've been watching Jeopardy lately. Oh yeah, yeah. They have that big showdown of the three titans coming up. I don't know, what the three most winningest kid, people in Jeopardy's history. Wow. Yeah, they're know. all
1: three of them are going on the same show.
0: Nice. Yeah. Uh, and I think one, it's on Netflix. You yep. can watch it on Netflix, which Fun. is great because it's just it's quick and easy. I love uh-huh. trivia, but also no commercials. No commercials at all. Um, Man, Alex Trebek is like not gonna be around forever. Mm. Mm-hmm. He is the human equivalent of when scissors glide through paper.
2: Mm. Yeah, mm. interesting. I love. I love that. Yeah.
1: Yep. See, makes sense.
2: Yeah. I also like jeopardy. So,
1: Jeopardy. Nice. My wife hates Jeopardy. Oh, man. Maddie and I have it in the background all the time. It's on Netflix. We've been on Netflix for a while. hates it. Yeah.
2: yeah. What's, what's been your most recent trivia that you've been the most proud of getting, right?
0: Um, There was a category that was a Veterans Day category. Oh, okay. It was movies. Yeah. With veterans in it. Yeah. Crushed it. Nice.
1: Uh, I've got two. Uh, one is The Mandalorian. Two episodes out. I've really enjoyed both of them. I think that... Do you think I'm going to like it? Yeah, I think you will. Okay. I think that it is, it is really
2: good Star Wars stuff. I would like to ask you a question, and yeah. I would like to ask you to not respond. Okay. Is it Deal. actually <laughs> Baby Yoda? And we can move on from that. I've just seen articles that have popped up about a Baby Yoda meme, and I don't understand what that means. You're doing a great job of not responding, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Um second thing I want to recommend
1: is the band Florence and the Machine. Oh yeah. Uh I've liked them for a long time. Uh I got into their first the two albums Dog Lungs and Ceremonials. Days. Yeah, so Dog Days Over is a great one, but I guys, yeah. You need to listen to the album from start to finish and you need to take each one like they she is it's really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Florence and the Machine is just a great band and they've released a new album recently. And so I'm going through all their old ones before I listen to the new one. And it's like, man, yeah, they've got some hits, but all of their, it's so creative and great and cool. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Nice. That's Agreed. It. Great. This We're has been three
1: guys you've never heard of. Talk about Jojo Rabbit. Uh, till next time, folks. Uh, call your moms. Eat your vegetables. Clean
0: out your shaker bottle.
2: Clean out your they stink. We would like to thank uh, Kevin MacLeod for letting us use his music and um into the party into the party because this
1: is a party every time for the whole time i'm scott i'm
2: david i'm duran we'll see you next time bye hey dave do you want to give us a nice kylo since you've been working on it show me grandfather Hmm.
1: this is not as good
2: you can't laugh at him, Grand. You got to kind of just get into it. <laughs> it was just so good <laughs> off the beat. <laughs> Show me, grandfather. <laughs> Too rascals. Show me, grandfather.
1: The darkness. Let me. I don't remember what he says. <laughs> we didn't do it on the scale of.
2: Oh yeah, you're right. We can go back. Uh, so how would we? I mean, what do you want to compare this to?
1: Other movies with um, animals in the title, so t- obviously <laughs> Secretary doesn't count because Secretary's not an animal. Uh, we could do Gosh, of Dave, mice and men. Name, stop,
2: stop, stop, Dave. That's name ten movies that have <laughs> animals in their title. yeah uh, absolutely of mice and men is that, probably
1: a movie. Uh, for sure, um, John Steinbeck's novel. Yeah, had they not cut off the freaking C.S. Lewis Chronicles of Narnia movies, we would have had Horse and His Boy, but we don't. Um, so, so we are still at a maybe one a because boy.
0: there's a book with an animal in the title, um, so we think Jaws? there might be a movie. No, dang
1: it. Um, nope, because that's ooh, ooh, not Kangaroo Jack.
0: <laughs> Kangaroo Jack <laughs> is Fu two. Kung Fu Panda.
1: Kung Fu Panda's three. Wow.
0: Um, no, we're at two. I'm not counting of my. Sister. Lion King. <laughs>